Uh, but let me pray over all of you. Um, Heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much for this morning, Lord. I thank you for Soul Prosper. Lord, I thank you for Marissa. I thank you that this beautiful woman who you created, that you knit together before the creation of this earth, God, that you knew that we would be doing this today. I thank you that the DNA of today is perfect, Lord, that every person on here is supposed to be here, that every person here is ready to receive, that every person here is going to have a new tool in their tool bag to learn to hear from you more, to understand you more, to have peace. Father, I thank you that you are the wellspring, that you give us abundantly, Father. So I pray that every speaker's words are anointed today and go before us. We love you in Jesus' name. Okay, um, so I have been talking, it's so funny, people ask me a lot of times, they'll be like, how do you find such like, you know, peace in things? And, you know, there's so much going on and life's crazy and you've got four kids and you have two businesses. How do you have so much peace? And, you know, I started to think about that when Marissa asked me to speak um, and she said, you know, that it's the wellspring. I loved that. I felt like it hit me really hard. I felt like it was something that I said, wow, like we have to, understand and know first and foremost that the wellspring comes from God. I mean, that it's the, it's the originator, right? I mean, the actual definition is the bountiful source of something. And, you know, God gives us his word and that's the part that, you know, we can say that and you can hear that all day long. You know, we hear it from stage, we hear it from pulpits, we hear it from our friends. But guys, at the end of the day, you have to realize that in your own life, we have to have the bountiful source of something that comes from the word in our own life. You have to get in the word on your own. You have to read. You can't just rely on a podcast, rely on another person speaking. The Bible says you have to eat it and taste it and it will fuel you. You know, that's where our energy comes from. That's where this abundant source comes from. So, um, Marissa, are we okay? Am I breaking up at all or is it good? It's good. No. Yeah. Okay. Making sure. Perfect. Okay. So I wanted to go in, you know, the peace that surpasses understanding, right? We find that in Philippians 4, 7. And it's an interesting verse because it's a nice verse to say to people like, oh my gosh, peace that surpasses understanding. But really at the end of the day, when you find yourself in that place of complete unrest and you don't have peace, and then you don't understand why. So why is there a verse that says you have a peace that surpasses understanding? So I have a couple verses that we're going to kind of deep dive into a little bit that I hope will unlock and help all of you to um, gain some knowledge that then you can turn into wisdom. So let's go in. So the first one is actually Proverbs. They're all actually going to come out of Proverbs today. So it's Proverbs 16.22. And it says understanding is look at this, a wellspring of life unto him hath it, but the instruction of fools is folly, okay? So if understanding is the wellspring of life unto him that has it, right? What is understanding? You know, so often there's knowledge pumped at us constantly. Knowledge, 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 knowledge. The Bible also says knowledge is puffed up, right? So how do you go from knowledge to understanding? You know, you can put a whole bunch of stuff into a computer. You can put a bunch of knowledge into a computer. All the computer is going to do is be able to say, okay, this is this stat and this is this stat. And it might be able to find a, you know, uh, a folly in it or a, a misrepresentation. And it. it might be able to tell you that's wrong or that's right. But it doesn't know that the 
action of it was inappropriate, if it was sinful, that's where we as humans, human beings, are the only people that can have understanding of knowledge, right? And that understanding then put into practice is called wisdom. And so that's what I want to really get into, peace that surpasses understanding, right? I mean, we have to have an understanding that God's word is true regardless of what we can see, taste, hear, smell, and feel, right? So at the end of the day, if our world is collapsing, we're all in quarantine. I mean, uh, us, it's, <laughs> we've got salons shut down, life's going crazy. I don't understand why this is all happening. But I have a peace that's rooted in the fact that I have planted the word of God into my heart. I've planted the word of God into my life and into my world. So I have this wisdom now that I'm not going to base what's happening in my life according to the circumstances of my life. I'm going to base how I feel according to the word of God. That's where that peace lays. That's where that peace sits. It's that peace that surpasses understanding. Um, yeah, and then wisdom, like I said, is taking that understanding and then applying it into your life. If you don't apply it, then it just sits there as knowledge. Again, you can have all the things, you can say things all day long, you can speak things all day long, but if you don't have you know, that understanding of it and then the application of it, you're not gonna have a lot of wisdom. You're gonna just kind of end up floundering through life a little bit. So we have to get into the word, put the verses into our hearts and make sure that these are the things that we like base our lives off. So then the next one I wanted to go to is um, Proverbs 4, 22. And I think this one's a really powerful one too. It says, keep your heart well diligent because out of it are the issues of life. Now, when you think about your heart, people always go, oh, well, you know, my heart is broken or, oh, I feel so joyful today. But what's the difference between, you know, your heart and your emotions, right? So I've talked about this before. I've actually talked about it at Soul Prosper, but I think it's something that's always good to hear over and over again. Because it's something we have to get rooted in, into us, right? We are spirit first, soul, and then body, right? So our spirit is the perfect part of us. That's the sealed, perfected part of us. That's what's covered in the blood of Jesus. Can't, that part of us can't sin. That part of us has the mind of Christ. That part of us is perfectly and wonderfully made. That part of us is healed, right? Then we have soul, which is our mind and our heart, okay? And then you have your body. Well, whatever you subject your mind and your heart to is where your body is going to respond. So if my mind, right, is stayed on the things of the world, is stayed on irritation, frustration, anger, hatred, then what is my body going to respond to? My body is actually going to respond to those things. But if I said, like this verse says, keep your heart with all diligence, all diligence, because out of it are the issues of life. So many people are immature. You know, you have people that have lots of money, celebrities with lots of money, businessmen with lots of money, people that have all the worldly things that would make them happy. But at the end of the day, they can't even keep a marriage together. They have children out of wedlock. There's so many things that the world would say, you know, oh, well, I'm just trying to find happiness. Well, it's because they're not staying diligent. Their heart is not stayed on God. Their heart is completely focused on things outside of what truth is. And out of the heart is, it says it, are the issues of life. So if your heart is in the right place, right, 
then everything in your life is going to follow. If your heart is in the wrong place, then you're going to, you're just going to be subject to what comes at you constantly. And so that's a huge issue that I think even sometimes we as believers can fall to. Because when you think about the indoctrination, and I'm not going to get into anything political because I believe this is all for growth, but when you think about the indoctrination and the programming of what the world has put into our minds over the past, you know, lifetime, if you think back about it, you kind of start realizing, man, all of these seeds of unbelief have been planted into my heart. Now, this you guys have to understand too, your heart is just like soil. Your heart is not, your heart is going to grow whatever you put into it, okay? So if you put into it unbelief, fake news, irritation, um, any, anything worldly, anything sinful, your heart's going to grow that. Whatever you put into your mind is going to drop in your heart. That's what's going to grow. But if you put in love, joy, peace, patience, the fruits of the spirit, if you, you know, if you're, if you, <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought for a minute. Sorry, I'm moving a little bit faster than I thought. But if you keep your heart stayed, right, those things are the things that are going to grow. That's what's going to be the outpouring, right? That's what God wants us to sit in is those, um, that position in our world and in our life. So, so think about that guy too. If you plant peace, right, then you're going to start getting peace. You might not see it immediately, but it has to grow. It has to be something that gets, you know, planted, watered. It has to be something that gets cultivated. If you want to see joy, you have to plant joy. You can't sit down, watch the news, listen to the radio, listen to the media, listen to your friends. This is another big one that I think is really huge. Listening to people around you that are in unbelief. You know, it's interesting. We have been out of the river a lot just in this quarantine because it's nice my kids are able to stay in a little bit of like a sane place. Um, but it's really interesting when you're not in your normal um, atmosphere of faith. And I was talking about with one of my girls saying how she's felt kind of down. We were talking about this discouraged. I'm frustrated. She's like almost in tears. She goes, I miss church. And it was crazy because I just said to her, I said, because you're not in an environment where people are cultivating faith like we're so used to. You know, we are friends. I mean, Marissa and I talk about this all the time. Like, when you have people in your world that are not just faith-filled, but they're like the iron that sharpens the iron, like you can have those hard faith-building conversations. Like I've had to find myself in a place too. I'm always a thinker, but it's been difficult. Like we've, it's a difficult season for us. And I've had a couple moments where I've started to speak things that aren't going to prophesy into my future. And I've had my friends come up and go, that is not to say, rebuke that get yourself into faith, start like Pastor Jurgen said the other night at the fireside chat or the empower night, he said, or maybe it was yesterday at 12. I don't know. I get so confused with all the church, so much of it. But he said, pray prayers you don't believe yet because you need to get those words out. You have to get those things out of your mouth because it's not, we cannot let ourselves, if you find yourself in a position where everything that comes out of your mouth is negative, all your thoughts are negative, everything that you're you know, believing around you is negative, you have to understand what are you putting into your heart? Because that's what's growing. So you're not being diligent to keep your heart stayed, right? Keep your heart with all diligence because out of it are the issues of life. If you protect your heart, 
textbook goes into your mind and into your heart, you're going to see your life transform. You're going to see things shift and change. So, good? Yeah? It's so weird when you can't hear what people are doing or saying, <laughs> but it's all good. So, um, okay. So then, wisdom. Sorry, I'm just looking down at my notes. Okay, so then I'm going to move to the next one, Proverbs 18.4. And, um, it says this, it says, a deep river won't run dry. Just a second, guys. Yep. So the words, sorry, 18.4, the words of a man's mouth are as, a, are as deep waters, and the wellspring, there's that word again, the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. And, you know, when you think about, again, I'm just talking about like some of the stuff that's going around the world, around in the world around us because we're all subject to it. Who are the loudest voices? You know, the people that don't really have a stance tend to be the things you hear the loudest. You know, Daniel had used an analogy years ago and I thought it was so good. He goes, if you put two pennies, you know, into a shoebox and you shake that shoebox, you're going to hear it clanging really, 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 really loud. It's going to make a lot of noise. But if you fill that shoebox with, you know, half dollars all the way up to the top and you shake it, you're not going to really hear much of anything. And so I really feel like this verse, the words of a man's mouth are as deep waters and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. Deep waters of wisdom, right, are the things that continue to flow out of you, continue to flow out of you, continue to flow out of you. And again, going back to even the first verse where it talks about, you know, understanding then so knowledge then have understanding then that turns into wisdom when it's applied when we do those steps now we have wisdom that's just flowing out of us constantly you get to that place where you go you're learning to process you're learning to have understanding your heart's in the right place you're seeing your world around you start to manifest beautifully it's amazing um and then out of your mouth too things start to come that you're like, wow, I didn't actually really realize that that's how I felt, but your heart starts to change. And it's amazing. Um, a stream or a river with deep water won't run dry, right? So a lot of wisdom, right? It, that's not going to run dry. That's not going to run dry. But when you hear to, you know, the people that always have something to say, the people, like I was saying before, they always have something to say. They always have something to talk about. They always have something to interject, intercede, tell you the revelation they've had, the knowledge they've had. You know, you, you hear less of the hearing. Those people don't hear very well. They just want to talk. And I'm going to say, I actually used to be that way. Like when I, even before I found the Holy Spirit, and then after that, like when, when you're starting to grow and learn, you start finding yourself, I would just pipe off. I would just talk, 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 talk. And then you get to a point where you go, man, like wisdom and understanding comes from rooting yourself in the word, having that overflow come from God. And then you learn to hear. And then in the hearing, you hear God's voice. And then in that, that's where now you have wisdom. So when you speak something, people go, oh, that's beautiful. Like, how did you get that? How did you hear that? How do you know that? Well, it's because I've, got knowledge through the word, you know, then I applied it. So now I have understanding of it. And then in that understanding, there's wisdom. And then you can speak that to people and it helps to transform and change people's lives. Um, 
the people that always have something to say is one of those things that I think we have to check ourselves in. Like, I don't want to always be the person that has the final say in something. I don't want to always be the person that has to come up with a, you know, greater story or greater revelation. You know, when you're younger and those, the, the kids that were always the one-uppers, you know, I feel like it's just like that even as adults now. You get the people that just always have the one-upper, always have the one-upper. And you're like, okay, fine. But when we get to that place where we can step back and go, Lord, thank you that you've given me so much wisdom, then we, are, we have the ability to lead and guide people in that as we go. Um, where am I on my time? Marissa, what time am I? Oh, she's not even here anymore. Anyway, um, what time am I finishing? I'm not, I didn't even pull it up. <laughs> No? Don't know? Oh, at 10.50. Okay, perfect. I have three more minutes. Um, so anyway, sorry. I just, that's, I couldn't pull up my phone fast enough. Um, so anyways, guys, that was just where I really think that at the end of the day, to have peace that surpasses understanding, we have to solidify ourselves in the Word. What do we believe? What do we see? And understanding and knowing, too, that with what's happening in the world, there's a lot of stuff that's going on. There's a lot of information getting pumped at you. We have to have wisdom. We have to have the ability to discern the understanding. Um, and then not to just speak out with just anything, but to be able to sit back and say, okay, God, I want to know that you're working in and through me. So give me revelation of what the tomorrow looks like. Practice your spiritual gifts solidify yourself back in the word again, bring everything back to scripture. You know, it's so interesting. Um, politics wise, church wise, Daniel, my husband is always so good at going, go back to the word, go back to the word. Guys, I am blown away at how what's going on in our world today directly reflects what has already happened in the word. So find yourself in the word, get yourself into some understanding, get some knowledge, um, and then apply it, and then it turns into wisdom. And then in that, you have peace. I can sit back from a place of full understanding that I have a peace. Okay, God, you've got us, regardless of what's going on in our world, in our life, in our circumstances, and I know we're going to make it, and everything's going to be okay. We are all going to make it. You guys are all going to make it. And God's got a plan for all of us. And when you find yourself in that place of faith, it's so weird because people go, well, they, people always want to know, what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? You know, how are you going to get out of this business crisis? What does the business look like in the future? I'm like, I honestly don't know, but I have peace that my God, because I have solidified myself in the word, is going to bring us um, in and through and out of it. So, yeah. That's what I got. <laughs> Oh, pray. Okay. I'm going to pray for you guys. <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray right now over every woman in this room. God, I thank you for these beautiful ladies. I thank you for everybody in this space, Lord. Lord, I pray that in um, the next session, the words that came out of my mouth, Lord, I pray that some seeds were planted. I pray that, pray that some revelation was had today. So God, I thank you for this time. I thank you for this place. You are so good, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, girl. Oh my gosh. Heather, so amazing. How good was that? 
Wow, thank you, Jesus. I love how she said that understanding put into practice is wisdom and that our hearts are like soil. So what you feed it grows and then whatever is growing comes out of our mouths. How, like, how true is that? When, especially now, like you can tell what you've been feeding on because it comes out of your mouth. Um, and so I, I just love that word. That was so timely. Thank you, Heather. It was beautiful. Um, so we are going to, next we have a Melissa Higginbottom. Woo-woo! 